Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Random Chatter. This is a very special episode because the Academy Award nominations have been released. And as always, we don't care. We're going to talk about completely different things from that because screw the Academy Award. But welcome, Tim, Lou, how are you guys doing tonight? Tim, how are you doing? Uh, doing really well. Good. Well, kind of uh, cl- closing out a good weekend. That's awesome. I hear uh, you and Lou got to go watch a, a show of sorts we did yeah we did this was um I, lou why don't you yeah so you know we the three of us are, are all big fans of watching battle bots and we, oh, yes. you know have done shows about the the um you know tournament and you know we had our picks out there and in each show we want you know we discuss them amongst ourselves and also on, on this show as well too mm-hmm. and there is a um not affiliated with BattleBots, but a a robot fighting league in Connecticut uh, that we heard about maybe last year sometime, and I had never been down to it, never never wanted to see it, and wasn't sure about it. And Tim was going to be coming out this this way for his birthday weekend, and I was like, "Hey, there's a tournament going on on Saturday. Do you want to see if we can get tickets?" He's like, "Sure, let's check it out." So. I, Bought tickets. This is the the Norwalk Havoc Robot League. I'm in Norwalk, Connecticut, and um, they've got a pretty nice presence on Instagram. They do some good videos and stuff, and it looks like you know, okay, they they, they do a, a good a good fight set up there. They have a three pound class, a twelve pound class, and a thirty pound class. So it's much smaller than the BattleBot stuff you see on TV, um, but all the same technology, all the same kind of concepts going on, and um, you know, got the got the tickets online. It was like fifteen bucks. I'm like. Okay, reasonable. I'm like, I'm not sure what to yeah. expect. You know, I'm thinking, are we going to show up? Movie it's be, yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking we're going to show up. It's going to be, you know, a, a makeshift battle box in a warehouse somewhere that, you know, right. converted for the weekend just to have this kind of thing. Yeah, on. that's what I thought. Yeah. So we show up down there and we get there. And first, our first indication was parking was hard to come by. We're like, mm, okay, well, we'll see what this is like. We walk in the door to, to, to check in to find out, you know, to, I got the, um, Tickets to my phone to scan whatever their barcode is, and I walk in and I look over to the right and I see this wall of TVs, like you would think um, they were they were pr- producing the Olympics broadcast for uh, <laughs> you know whatever sporting event they had going on. I was like, wow, this is pretty high tech. Hmm. And um, sure enough, it was these guys are are legit. I mean, this was uh, way more polished and, and professional than I ever imagined it would have been. Um, there was fights all day. They had six different battle boxes going on. Usually yeah. at least one match, if not two going at the same time. Um, LCD TVs all over the place to be able to watch stuff that you weren't in front of bleacher set up for the bigger boxes. Um, and I get, they do something that battle box doesn't do. They allow rocket propelled weapons. Um, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so they, they have yeah. some, some, some wow. bots have like an SD's rocket, you know, motor from the model rockets, you know, either attached to their hammer weapon or attached to the, to the box somewhere. Um, because they actually have like huge kitchen fan or a huge industrial, you know, kitchen fans, uh, to suck the air out of these boxes if they get smoke in them. And sure enough, one, one guy said his off a little prematurely. The match hadn't even started yet, and he lost his <laughs> rocket weapon before wow. the match started. And then somebody else had two rocket launchers go off during the match, and you could not see in the battle box at all for like five minutes. Well, see, it was probably like you know, were, 30 seconds. Were any of those weapons crazy. effective? 
Not really. Well, the I one was premature or may have been just like a hammer, <laughs> hammer weapon. It would have, you know, propelled it down faster. Yeah. The other one scorched the battle box floor and <laughs> made the thing just fully engulfed in smoke for, you know, 30 seconds. But I can um, see it being on a hammer. That seems to make sense. But that seems like launching it, good. it's like you've got to get your aim just perfect. Well, it wasn't a launch. It was like, it was like almost like it was supposed to be like the exhaust was supposed to be like a flamethrower towards the, you know, enemy combatant, I guess. Oh. But it, it wasn't really aimed really well. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, everything was pretty cool. I mean, the, those guys are legit. This is a really cool thing to go see. They do six of these big major tournaments a, a year. Yeah. I'm going to try to get as many of those as I can. But they do other stuff during the week there. And each week they have battles and so forth. And uh, it's had, it's pretty cool. They had a um, nice so, setup. You guys showed me pictures while you were there. And they've got right, like a right. full kind of a like a TV um commentary studio sort of thing there set up mm-hmm. with desks and lights and cameras like right there in the middle of all the action and so for any nice. of our listeners that are watching BattleBots um on Thursdays each week as it goes along you'll see some of the teams do have an NHRL logo on their 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 uniforms or their shirts that they wear because they are members and in, in participate in stuff at Norwalk um so NHRL is their is their logo and uh Jameson Go was there yesterday um uh ricky willits is he the guy from mammoth mammoth yep he was there yep um and it was at least two of the guys that we had seen um some of the guys associated with robot were there from wpi um and um somebody else i can't remember his name off the top of my head saw him briefly in the beginning when we got there um was was there too jameson go is from saw blades one of the in my opinion one of the better bots there and one of the better drivers Mm -hmm. too so cool well, that sounds like a really awesome weekend. It was yeah, a lot of fun. It, it, it really was. And, and you know, so some of the cool things about it, I mean, you know, with the, the different weight classes that they have, I mean, going down to three pounds, these are, you know, pretty small robots. Yeah. Um, what I appreciated, particularly like for Jameson Go being there, was that, you know, he's not just there as like a celebrity guest or anything. In fact, that's not, that wasn't his purpose at all. Um, they did, you know, have him, uh, go up with the commentate with the commentators and talk about some things, but he wasn't there to talk about battle bots at all. He was talking about this event and what was going on. He right. had a robot in the event. Um, so he was a competitor and even more so his robot was super unique, uh, mm. quite literally, very, very literally two different robots with two completely different weapons, et cetera truthfully bolted together end to end. I, I mean, hmm. not exaggerating at all. That is the actual literal design of it because they wanted to see how the different like forces of physics would work. So it was very like, you know, R and D kind of thing. It's, it's, you know, where, where they're playing around with different concepts and this provides them with an opportunity to face off against different robots with that concept to see if it works. And, you know, if it works at the three pound level, then, Maybe they'll build a 12 pound one and then they'll build a 30 pound one. And then, you know, they, they might go from there. So it's, it's, and then eventually we'll get up to proper battle bots where, where they'll have two full size (laughs) bots joined together. It'll be called the human centipede. Yeah. uh, Yeah. The robot centipede, the robot centipede. True. You know, they had made a joke about it when he was talking with the other commentators about, um, you know, the, the neural link set because each driver had their own controller and controlling their own bot. So the thing kind of like kind of walked across the, the battle box floor um, and they didn't really know what each other were doing. So it was kind of like, well, how do you 
do that. You got to kind of anticipate what the other guy's doing. He's like, yeah, it's at Neuralink. It's like Pacific Rim. We're all set. You know, we just, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. We are going to move into some news. And, uh, you know, I made a joke about the Academy Awards, which we typically don't care very much about here. But one thing that we are interested in that was also released this past week were the Nielsen's ratings. Now, you guys have not gone over the show notes, right? No. So, so everything I hit you guys with, because you've been out watching like robots beating each other up. Yeah. So yeah. this it's is all going to be a surprise to you, too. which is kind of cool. So I have a question for you. So 2021 was the second year of the pandemic. A lot of streaming going on. How do you think 2022 compared to 2021 as far as the total amount of hours viewed? Higher or lower, and and by like what kind of percentage you think? Just ballpark it. I'm gonna say higher, uh, hmm. maybe twenty okay. percent. Hmm. Okay, Tim. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll go higher. I'll I'll go fifty percent. Fifty percent. Whoa! Wow. Because why not? In 2022, where we don't have a pandemic anymore, the theaters have come back, kind of. Okay. But, but people are used to it now, so I think, and they're just yeah. gonna continue on with the whole streaming thing well and there was so much that was produced true uh once they were able to go back into studios they were able to produce this stuff and put a lot out there so i i, I mean it, i you know i think it could be pretty significant all right well you're both right except tim you are more wrong in being right than lou was wrong in being right that's fine i can so, accept that 27 percent increase over 2021 okay. wow. higher than i wow. expected 19 so price, price right rules i went him. yeah that's true <laughs> 19.4 million years of content streaming 19 <laughs> wow. and a half million years were streamed last year all right so we have the top performers um, 52 billion minutes of Stranger Things, <laughs> which uh, is the highest since the actual lockdowns, um, as far as like the binge, binge amounts and stuff, uh, 57 billion minutes of the office back in 2020 held, uh, the highest until then. Um, let's see. The most watched movie was Encanto, 27 million minutes. So we're going to break down the charts here. So we've got a few different charts. We've got the top 15 streaming series that are our originals, the top 15 streaming series that were acquired, top 15 overall, and then the top 15 movies. And we're not going to go through all of this stuff, but the originals, Stranger Things, up at the top by quite a bit, 52 billion minutes, followed by Ozark. We had the, the series mm. finale of Ozark. Right. We went back and started watching that again from the beginning, probably. Yep. Oh, such a good show. 31 billion. So that's quite a jump. That's, uh, what, 40% difference between the two? 31 billion versus 52 billion? It's a mm -hmm. big jump. So Stranger Things was so far ahead of everything else. Stranger Things had 34 episodes. Ozark had 44 episodes. Wednesday had only eight and yet came in in third place and didn't come out until December. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Oh, for only November? episodes, you yeah. know, the, yeah. the next highest one after these other two behemoths with huge amounts of episodes. That's, that's pretty yeah. cool. 
which was out for only a couple of months out of the year. So mm. that was impressive. Cobra Kai with 50 episodes came in at fourth, 16 billion. And then Bridgerton with 16 episodes at 14. So those were the top five. Looking at the list overall here, uh, Virgin River, Dahmer, Love is Blind, Inventing Anna, good series. That was number nine. The mm-hmm. Crown, uh, The Boys was 11, Great British Baking Show, Umbrella Academy, The Last Kingdom, and Lord of the Rings. 13 of those 15 were all Netflix. Yeah. So The Boys at 11 and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power at 15 were both Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, the most glaring thing about this list that I'm looking at right now is when you compare, you know, Wednesday with eight episodes at 18.6 billion minutes viewed versus Lord of the Rings, um, the same number of episodes with 9.4 billion minutes, um, you know, half. Yeah. And I'm sure they spent a whole lot more on Rings of Power oh, than, yes. than Netflix did on Wednesday. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Considerably. Yeah. And Rings of Power had several more months worth of time to be viewed, too. Mm. Yeah. 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 So that's another I, thing that I, I I'm impressed say, with I, is the density of how many of those those minutes were within a certain time yeah. period. Yeah, especially for Wednesday. I, I got to say, you know, I, I'm a, a, a Lord of the Rings fan. Um, we watched the first few episodes of Rings of Power and kind of dropped off. Really? Uh, I, not, did you guys finish not, it? it? We we didn't drop off in an intentional like, yeah, we're not going to watch any of this. But it just kind of like, oh, other things popped up when we went to them and we just never went back to Rings of Power. Yeah, same it here. It wasn't super compelling um, that like we had to be on it. It was just kind of, okay. Mm. I mean, I, I knew it was going somewhere and, and, and still looking forward, you know, at some point to, to finishing it. But I, I would definitely say you finish it if you, Eric, if you haven't finished it either, definitely finish it yourself too because yeah. um i think it gets it gets better it builds it's got a good payoff in the last episode you know of that and i was i i, I like you guys i wasn't like going oh my god i can't wait to watch the next episode um but by the time i get to the end i'm like okay okay i'm glad i did yeah it was a good series okay good. yeah i've still got it on my list hasn't gone anywhere all right the acquired series. So these are series that started out like, let's say on network television, or maybe got sold off to a streaming network, something like that. I'm just going to kind of whip through these real quick lightning round style here. NCIS on Netflix, 356 episodes and 38 billion minutes. Then we go to Coco Melon, which I, I don't, what is that? No idea. Never, Never heard, heard of, it. of it. Maybe it's a kid's show. Don't know. Melon. Grey's Anatomy, Criminal Minds, Bluey, which I think is a kid show. Yep. Gilmore Girls, and I think that's the new, the new reboot, reimagining, yeah. reimagining whatever it is. Seinfeld, Supernatural, Heartland, The Simpsons at number ten, then Friends, The Blacklist, New Girl, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Shameless. Hmm. A lot of these numbers kind of similar to the originals. Um, these numbers for each ranking are a little higher. However, the episode counts 396, 328, 114, 153. I mean, almost everything in this list is in triple digits. And uh, then you get something. I mean, The Simpsons, 667 episodes. So you, you have Impressive. to figure that factors in a little bit, too. 
Overall, when you blend the two together, Stranger Things was number one, NCIS number two, Coco Melon still number three. What is this Coco Melon thing that it's beating out things like? Coco Melon is an educational kids show. There we go. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not on my list, but yeah, preschool so, education, nursery rhymes. Oh well, maybe I should start watching that then. I mean, clearly, clearly, it's what all the kids are doing <laughs> these days. I should catch up. <laughs> All right, Ozark's number four. And then from what I can tell here, it looks like the only movie on this list, because this is overall, this is shows and movies, is mm. um, Encanto, number five, mm-hmm. 27 billion minutes viewed. Then we go down through Grey's Anatomy, Cr- Criminal Minds, Bluey, Gilmore Girls, Seinfeld. So there aren't a lot of originals on this list. You've got uh, Stranger Things, Ozark, and it looks like Wednesday and Cobra Kai. And I, I got to appreciate the the longevity of a lot of things here. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. you've got NCIS, which has been around for years. You have Grey's Anatomy, which has been around for years. Criminal Minds, um, which is kind of also seeing a revival of sorts, but that, that was around for a number of years. Gilmore Girls is old. Seinfeld, obviously, going back a long time. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, and then The Simpsons, which is longer than yeah. I think any of these that that are on this list. Uh, just like really super impressive that there are these things that can withstand this test of time that people are either going back to or inevitably there's some who are seeing these things for the first time. Uh, you know, it's 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 just impressive that that staying power. I didn't realize Supernatural had 328 episodes. Wow. That's a lot. Before you that scroll down, lot. Tim, I hope you don't have this next section up on your list. What is the number one streaming Marvel movie of 2022? Ooh. Yeah, tough Boy, one. I'll, I'll tell you, part of me wants to say the first Black Panther movie. Okay. As, as maybe there was some hype or, you know, building up for the second one. And obviously the first one was just, you know, a massive, mm-hmm. massive success. So oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the first Black Panther movie. Okay. Lou, any guesses? Um, gosh, I don't know. I was going to say, um, Shang-Chi and the 10 rings, but mm, okay. Just a guess. All right. We'll get to that in just a moment. Then top 15 streaming <laughs> movies of, yeah, you like what I did there? top 15 streaming movies of 2022 we already mentioned Encanto at 27.4 billion minutes Turning Red at 11 billion was a little surprised by that Sing 2 on Netflix Moana a little bit surprising The Atom Project uh, which I think is the first uh, of two Netflix originals on this list Hocus Pocus 2 don't look up. I'm sorry. That's another Netflix original. So there are three on the list. Frozen, Luca, The Gray Man on Netflix, Zootopia, Coco, and then at number 13, the number one Marvel Cinematic Universe movie of 2022 is The Eternals. Wow. Really? Just see how bad it was? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's surprising. That's well, it is surprising. Yeah. Yeah, so the speculation there is nobody wants to see it in the theaters. Mm. And so everybody waited to see it at home. They wanted to see it because it is part of the MCU and you kind of have to see everything, right, in theory. 
So a lot of people watched it at home. Didn't like it. Like if you look at the reviews online, still no good. Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb ratings, etc. However, everybody skipped the theaters, waited, watched it at home. And that's why the numbers for the year are up so much. Mm. Um, Numbers 9 through 15 on the list range from 4.9 billion to 4 point, almost 4.2 billion. And there's very little difference between 11 through 15. Zootopia, Coco, Eternals, Frozen 2, and mm, Uncharted. Mm. So. I, I mean, this view just kind of hard to wrap your mind around as far as, you know, how many times it was viewed. I mean, I, it all depends on how many minutes each one was, but yeah. I'd much rather see this as far as how many times it was viewed, but, we, you know. They well, do you remember you what know. they used to do when they first started tracking this up? Netflix, if yeah, you watched this, it for at least three minutes. Uh, yeah. Then it was counted as a view, right? Yeah. And for a while, when you like on an Apple TV, when you hover your mouse over something, it starts to play a trailer, like a clip oh, right. from the show. And it used to be that it would actually start the beginning and that counted as a view. And people were complaining about Netflix's yeah. views being all skewed up. So yeah, this yeah. is a better system. <clears throat> it is, but it'd be nice to do a, I don't know, do some math there and tell us how many times it was viewed. If, you know, not that it would be accurate hundred percent because you might have somebody yeah. viewed 10 minutes of a movie and that was it. But yeah. 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 True. All right. Hmm. We have a few more uh, numbers here from viewing records. So glass onion was not on that list. However, for the week of December 26th, Glass Onion amassed 2.9 billion viewing minutes. This is courtesy of, I think this came from TV Line. 2.9 billion viewing minutes, which is up 30% from its opening weekend. That's quite an impressive uh, direction to mm-hmm. go, first of all. And then second, it set a record as the most streamed movie in a measurement week. Since Nielsen began tracking streaming content. Hmm, So it it has had the best streaming week of any streaming content ever. Cool. It was also number one on the overall streaming ranking. Um, Let's see. Amazon Prime's Jack Ryan topped the TV chart for a second straight week with 1.7 billion minutes across 24 episodes. Um, Wednesday followed it at number two with 1.6 and then Emily in Paris. I tried watching that. Not, not a great show. Hmm. Not the worst. Uh, then followed by the recruit. We talked about that a little bit last week, Lou, I think when we were doing the reviews. We did. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I'd watched the first episode or two and it was good so far. I, I do look forward to going back to it. And uh, apparently the critics and the audiences like it as well because it's it's performing quite well. And then finally, The Witcher Blood Origin, which I think is a prequel series for The Witcher, which I've not started yet. Uh, I watched it. It was pretty good. Was it? I, I Yeah, I enjoyed it. Good. I enjoyed it. Okay. I'll add that to my list then. Uh, and then rounding out the list, we have Treason, uh, The Best Man, Alice in Borderland, which is supposed to be pretty good. It's on its second season. That's a Netflix import original. I'm a killer and the crown. So. So there I, you go. I, I rather than, by the way, yeah, that, um, that uh, Witcher prequel 
it goes fast. So I think it's only like six episodes. Hmm. So okay. it, it, it goes very, very quickly. Um, I think we might've ended up watching it like in an entire night it ended up hmm. being a late night, but yeah, I, I think we binged the whole thing in, in one night. Um, but it's, it's good. It's a, it's a cool little prequel. Um, can you live without it? Yes. It's just, you know, it yeah. gives you a little bit of gee whiz. So, okay. and, and good, uh, good, good cast. Really okay. Good cast. I've liked the Witcher stuff so far. I still have to catch up and uh, finish it, but I've enjoyed it. Yeah. What have yeah. seen I've liked. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there you go. I, I think that instead of paying attention to the Oscar nominations, I think this is much more fun and relevant. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. As for something that is relevant, at least to the three of us and probably to a lot of our audience out there, we talked before about the Dungeons and Dragons debacle with Wizards of the Coast and their licensing agreement. They have apparently walked that back in full, saying they will not attempt to deauthorize the uh, OGL, I think it's original game license. It's putting the entirety of the systems reference document for uh, D&D 5.1 into Creative Commons. So, that's that's quite a move. And mm. Uh, mm -hmm. my understanding is once you do that, it's kind of irrevocable. Like, once it enters Creative Commons, it's it's there. You can't really take it back. You can come up with new things and maybe not put those new things in Creative Commons. But what they're doing here, it's going to be permanent. And uh, it, it's not been officially posted yet. They've said that they are doing it. They are working up. Um, I, I guess they've released a PDF of it. It's not uh, easily found on the website yet. Sometime this coming week, they're going to have all of that squared away to make it more um, accessible. But it has been distributed. It has been made official. So that's okay. That's, that's good, good news. news. Mm -hmm. But it's also, I kind of feel like it's, I don't want to say it's too little too late because D&D &D is going to be around. It's not like this is going to kill them. But if you look at how Hasbro has been performing over the last year, Wizards of the Coast's activity alone has tanked Hasbro's stock. It has pissed off their entire otherwise incredibly loyal fan base for both D&D &D and Magic the Gathering. And I think this is a, a step in the right direction. Maybe it's, it's undoing a step in the wrong direction. I, I hesitate to give them too much credit for. I mean, it, basically it was their entire audience threatening a mass exodus. So what else are they going to do? Yeah. And, you know, you got to also look at it this way too they they realized okay <laughs> wrong wrong move and yeah and made the made the better decision for it i mean it comes some companies will stick their guns and say you know what no this is what we're doing we're going this way and and have it be a long-term detrimental impact on their own company mm -hmm. um despite what they what they what they want to do these guys made the decision to say no let's let's walk this back and do the right thing um i, I don't think it'll hurt them in the long run i think that because no. they've done this now and and you know hey you know hey we're, we're bad sorry we, we made a mistake but we're going back on it but i wonder i feel like you know i try to be forgiving and i try to respect companies when they correct their mistakes but i really feel like 
It was this or shut down. And so I have a hard time giving them a whole lot of credit for this. I I kind of feel like this is... They had one option and it was this. Mm -hmm. I see your point, but at the same time, this could have been a long drag, uh, you know, drug out scenario that they finally gave into. I think they manned up pretty quickly and said, yeah, okay. Nope. Yeah, they didn't draw it out too You made the wrong decision. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping maybe this momentum, this inertia will uh, carry over into the Magic the Gathering arena as well, but uh, I don't have my hopes up. But... Quite honestly, I think that they one, they understood that they severely ticked off Mm-hmm. a good number of, of, of people who are involved in this. And two, they probably also realized, hmm, how enforceable is this actually? People are going to right. continue doing what it is that they have been doing, and they're not going to care, and it just simply wasn't going to be enforced. Right. I mean, they, they might have tried to, they might have, you know, gotten a handful of websites taken down or something. I mean, by law, they're kind of required to, which also means now they're paying money to their own lawyers to go and try to mop up the internet as a useless gesture that's going to cost them Mm -hmm. additional money. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, and and I'm not necessarily saying, you know, right or wrong, because obviously if someone does say, Hey, this is our IP, no one can do anything with it. Well, okay. That, that is technically a legally binding thing. Sure. Um, but again, people have been designing their own D and D adventures for mm-hmm. decades. Decades. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to reverse that. They're not going to stop that. No. no. For as yeah. much as they want to say, nope, you have to buy the official quest book. I, no, it ain't going to happen. Sorry. And what people I are think build their own stuff. If they locked this down too hard, what would happen is people would take all of that content and they would just move over to a different system. They'd use the Genesis system, IFFG, or they'd use GURPS, or, I mean, they'd dig something Mm -hmm. out from the 80s and use that instead and just update it. This is not the only RPG system on the market by any stretch of the imagination. So, well, this is a win, right? I mean, this is a victory for the fan base, for the players. So that's a good thing. Uh, what is uh, not so much a victory for some of us? For those of us who enjoy reading digital comics, we do have some options. There's Marvel Unlimited, which uh, I'm a fan of. DC has something similar, which uh, I'm mostly a fan of. And if you want to purchase things individually, especially if it's not Marvel or DC, you have Comixology, which... They've had some technical hurdles, uh, and there are some issues with uh, discovery and things like that. But for the most part, it's been pretty good. I've bought some stuff through Comixology. I think, Tim, you have as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. I, I, More than I have, I think. It is what I use exclusively for comic books now. Okay. Um, and, it, you know, I, I wish, and I, I put the statement out there that I absolutely wish that I could uh, provide better support to local comic shops because obviously as a kid, that's what we all grew up on, yeah. you know, going there and spending way too much freaking time and money at these places, Oh yeah, but thoroughly enjoying it. I mean, they, they became, you know, a very comfortable space for, for all of us. Um, the problem is 
I don't have the physical space to store comics. Right. And the collector in me is like, yeah, no, if you buy a comic, you can't just like throw it out. Yeah. Like no, that. You can't. Yeah, right. No, the, right. Right. The collector mindset in me just simply won't let me do that. So Absolutely. yeah, I, I, I use comiXology. I've been using it for, for several years now. Um, I really like it. Yeah. There, there was the website issue last year, but you know, all in all, I mean, it's not like service was disrupted. Um, mm -hmm. well, guess what? Convenient. Mm. Service is going to be disrupted. Uh -oh. You heard about the 20,000 job cuts that Amazon announced recently. Yeah. yeah those mm -hmm. began rolling out this week and the reports are, and this is from IO nine. The reports are that comiXology is being hit especially hard. Oh, uh -oh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read this again. This is from io9.com, a really good site. Anonymous staff members speaking to Polygon alleged that Comixology employees who are part of Amazon stores division, the division these new layoffs largely focus on, have been told that while some are being let go as of this week, more have been informed on whether they were going to be cut in the coming months or later in 2023. So, um... It goes on to say the true scope of the layoffs at Comixology is unknown, leaving its fate uncertain. Um, later in the article, it talks mm. about between mass errors, clunky navigation, title discoverability issues, and the end of a long-running creator royalties program in favor of using Amazon's ebook publishing system, Kindle Direct, Comixology spent much of the last year apologizing for and attempting to fix the litany of issues. So if that's the case, I'm, I'm wondering, this might not even survive. Or if it does, it might survive in a yeah. very limited capacity so much so that it's just not viable anymore. In fact, I wonder if they won't just roll the comics into the Kindle marketplace specifically somehow and then provide very, very limited uh, support or promotion or anything for comic books. It might dry up entirely. That's, Sad. that's, that's really unfortunate. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they, they are, as far as I know, the largest digital, uh, comic book business that's out there. I mean, I think mm -hmm. they're larger than Marvel Unlimited and the DC service and all that probably even combined. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's super unfortunate. I, I, I hope they realize the error of their ways. I mean, obviously, the, these are people who are probably more on the tech and marketing side of things, uh, you know, making sure yeah. that comic that the digital copies are being uploaded and, mm -hmm. you know, the customer service and and all that kind of stuff that that goes along with that. I mean, these are not people who are making comic books, right? but um, boy, that's just crappy. I, yeah, I, I, I hope that it evens itself out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, we do have the services directly through Marvel and DC, but keep in mind, Comixology also accommodated um, Image and Dark Horse and IDW. Yeah, all the other, yeah, all the other um, yeah, publishers. Who get ignored a lot, but they've got some really good titles. So, oh. yeah, this is kind of rough. I was going to bring this up when we were talking D&D, &D, but I kind of wanted to to end things on a little bit of a good note here. Going back to the D&D &D thing, we talked before about Critical Role, which is a, an incredibly popular YouTube channel run by Matt Mercer, who um, 
he DMs D and D games. Uh, the players are you know, they consist of different voice actors from animation and all kinds of things like that. It is wildly popular to the point where the second season of Vox Machina just came out on Amazon Prime, and that's an animated adaptation of their first season of their campaign. Now, that same production company that they've set up is releasing Mighty Nine, N-E-I-N, which is the second campaign from Critical Role. This is the one that really put them on the map, I believe. This was, uh, I think, I don't watch Critical Role, so our audience might correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, though I keep getting yelled at over and over again by people for not watching it. I think this I've, is the I've campaign that some episodes here and there. I've, yeah. I've not been like a big faithful fan. So right. there's a lot of the background stuff that I just, I don't know about. Yeah. Same here. But I've got I've a sampling of it just for the sake of, of kind of familiarizing myself with it on a basic level. Uh, but I think this campaign is the one that started up about the time that COVID happened. And so people just started pouring in to their website. And this is kind of the, the campaign that put them on the map. So um, let's see here. This is uh prime video announced the third season animated fantasy. Yeah. We don't have a, an, any kind of release date on it. Um, animation typically as people know, takes a little while to actually produce, but we did just get the second season of Vox Machina. So that should pull us over for a bit. And I got to say, I watched the first couple of episodes a Vox Machina just this past week, and it's really good. Hmm, cool. I was surprised. I would recommend it. Definitely not for kids. Oh my gosh, not for kids. <laughs> not for the squeamish either. It is uh it it's a little bloody. So but it's good. Good stories, lots of good I Tim, I don't know if you were on the episode we were talking about it or not. Maybe it was just me and Lou when we did the reviews, but uh, they've got David Tennant. They've got um, Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boyd, two of the Hobbits. They've yeah, yeah. got um, just all kinds of voice actors on this. Most of them in guest roles, but still. Yep. All right. We have, what were they thinking for this week? It's been rare. I kind of thought it would be a bit of a uh, a pipe dream to get two back-to-back in Random Chatter episodes. But we have another What Were They Thinking segment. There is a new legal show on Fox called The Accused. And it's an anthology show. I guess what happens is you you start out the episode with someone who's been arrested, and it goes through flashbacks of what happened kind of from their perspective. So you don't even know necessarily what they've been arrested for yet. And uh, then you get through the end of the episode, then you find out you know the court, and you find out what the verdict is, etc. So their premiere was on the 22nd last week. And uh, it it was a big deal. They put it on right after an NFL playoff game. And uh, <laughs> so just as they're, they're in court and the judge is just about to read the verdict. And there was a technical glitch. Hmm. And it went to commercials. Apparently... Uh, an unusual amount of commercials. And then it came back for the last few seconds of the episode. So now you know what happened. You missed the whole court thing. And it's just like the last few seconds of the show. <laughs> People were pissed. So Nexar, I'm sure. 
who owns the Fox affiliates in the areas of the country where that happened, said, quote, We had a technical issue affecting a small number of our Fox stations. It has been addressed, and we've taken steps to make sure the issue doesn't occur again. Now, small number of Fox stations, according to Deadline, that small number accounts for almost a tenth of the country. Wow. Wow. Not so small. <laughs> Cleveland, Sacramento, St. Louis, Indianapolis, San Diego, 13 different major markets. Wow. Yeah. Oops. That's not. Yeah. So, not only does Fox that... take away all of our, our sci fi shows, but even then when they premiere something new, they take away the end. Go, Fox. Oh, that, that's, that, that's, that's right up there with the, uh, with the infamous Heidi game, uh, Heidi back game. in was the seventies. What's this? I forget, I forget who was playing. It was a football game. If it was playoffs or not, or just toward the end of the season, um, it looked like the game was wrapped up. It was only like two minutes left. They're running over. They wanted to get to the next show that was on. It was a movie, Heidi. And, um, <laughs> people were watching the game and they cut to Heidi and then, oh, the, the game turned around and the other team had won, but this is back before VCRs oh, and everything else. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Wow. All right. Well, to wrap up the show, we've got some lightning round stuff here. Um, some casting Lupita Nyong'o, probably best known for um, the Black Panther series, I guess. Mm-hmm. She's been in plenty of other things, but that's probably what she's best known for. She is going to star in the spinoff for A Quiet Place. So, good news there. Aldous Hodge is going to be headlining a new Alex Cross series. Uh, It's going to be starting up at Amazon. Aldous Hodge, probably best known for Leverage. He's been some other things, like Straight Outta Compton. Uh, Really good actor. Looking forward to that. We've only got one cancellation this week. Normally, we have like a ton of cancellations and one or two renewals. So I'm going to call this a win. Whose line is it anyway? It's going to end after the 12th season on the CW. That's according to Colin Mockery, which is sad, but it's also had a really good run. Yeah. Multiple iterations. Yeah. Multiple iterations. Yeah. So, So, yeah. Bittersweet, but also like not surprising and, you know, It'll probably it's also come back super, in some way. Exactly. It's also super popular. So, you know, I mean, yeah. inevitably someone else may pick it up. Um, obviously, their their regular slate of um, of of improvers that they have had through several of these iterations uh, and, and keep coming back. I mean, they might come back. Um, they might not. You know, we, we may get, you know, again, some other version of it. And, you know, there's a lot of other folks out there. So. Hopefully, you know, I mean, and it is an intellectual property. It's not like someone can just randomly start it up. So they they would have to, you know, contractually get a hold of it. But hopefully someone else takes it over. Yeah. Um, I guess if you like that show and you're looking for something else to hold you over, there's a British show I was recently um, clued into called What I Lie to You. It's not the same kind of improv, but it's kind of a game show where someone has to either tell the truth or tell a lie and the other team's allowed to ask them questions. And so they have to continue on with the story. And then the other team has to guess whether 
they're lying or telling the truth. Uh, it's really good. Each there are two different teams each week. One is um, the team lead is David Mitchell. The other is mm. Lee Mack. Both very very good comedians and really good improv uh, guys. They they come up with some just hilarious uh, stories. It's it's worth checking out. And in fact, there's a U.S. version of it um, hosted by oh my gosh, what's the guy's name? I'll have to look it up. The U.S. version's not quite as good. It's okay. But uh, the British version, I think, in this case, is better. And I, I don't often say that. But um, Moving along, House of the Dragon Season 2, for those who liked the first season on HBO this past year, it is not going to premiere this year. It will not be mm-hmm. back until 2024. Okay. Not recruit- a big surprise. Yeah, not really. Not with the production involved with it. The Recruit has been renewed for season two. Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, and Family Guy were all renewed for two more seasons at Fox. Nice. The Last of Us has been renewed for a second season. Uh, Again, I highly recommend that if you haven't seen it yet. Mythic Quest is going to be opening up a spinoff series called Mere Mortals on Apple TV+. A Gears of War live-action movie and animated series are coming to Netflix. Gears of War being a, a classic, I think it's an Xbox-exclusive video game yeah. series. Yeah. Ge- Gears, I, I, I played the original Gears quite a bit. Fun, fun game. Yeah. Yeah, it's got yeah. a big following. Yeah, so it's going to be a, a live-action movie and animated series. I am a big, big Blade Runner fan. and. Blade Runner 2049 came out a few years ago. There's going to be a Blade Runner 2099 getting a series order at Amazon. Hmm. And the showrunner is going to be Ridley Scott. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. And then finally, I don't know if we mentioned it before or not, and I found it in some show notes from a few weeks ago, so I'm going to throw it out there in case we missed it. There is a Star Wars movie allegedly in development from... Sean Levy, the guy that wrote and directed Free Guy. Hmm. Well, interesting. Various other things. Yeah. Considered very good. Huh. So we'll see if that actually happens. You know, there are two Star Wars standalone movies that are are on the slate that nobody's known what's going on with. And if one's the Lindelof film and one's this one, that would make sense. And it really gives us, I, I mean, I, I do love bringing in like this kind of these people with these hugely wildly diverse backgrounds and experiences and doing these things. Yeah. It gives us, you know, some really interesting perspectives on things within Star Wars. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, I, I, I hope it's something that persists. And we've talked a lot on Force Chatter about how LFL does these things and they'll make a half announcement just like this of hey we're going to attach this person to some unknown project yeah and then six months from now hey this person is no longer attached to this project or the project no longer exists or right whatever it's like most studios say hey we're going to do a movie this is what the movie is here's the name of it and here's the people that are involved in it like why does LFL not do this? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even now, LFL hasn't announced this. This is coming from the Hollywood Reporter. 
which which is it's, it's about the best we get these days. Yeah. 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 So. I, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, those, those kinds of entities, if if they report it, it's it's, you know, 97 percent accuracy. Yeah, uh, right. It may as well be coming from the source. They're super reliable. Well, Sean Levy, if you're not familiar with him, he did a lot of the uh, last batch of episodes of Stranger Things. He is doing Deadpool 3. He did the Adam Project with Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, he did Free Guy. He did Night at the Museum. Uh, he's he's considered pretty good. And I have to say I've liked, I wasn't a big fan of the Night at the Museum stuff, but for what it was meant to be, it was good. So pretty happy about this if it's true yeah nice yeah it's one of those things where you may not like everything he's done but doesn't he's mean he's not good. a very proficient yeah yeah exactly yeah. all right well i think that's going to do it for this episode of random chatter one more thing real quick um there's going to be a very limited amount of time on this we are about to record record episode 399 and then after that is episode 400 we we're going to go back and recap all of our picks from 2022 and then realized, why don't we make it a little bit more interactive? We are going to be releasing a survey where we have different nominations for different categories. Um, your favorite film, your favorite new show, your favorite returning show, your least favorite show, um, favorite moment of 2022, etc. And, uh, we are going to let everybody participate and, uh, and vote, and then we are going to be covering the results as our 2023 Random Chatter Awards. We are going to be doing that for episode 400. So that means you don't have a lot of time to get your submissions in, because that's going to be next week. However, if you go to randomchatter.com slash discord, and then you go into the announcements channel, there will be a link there that will take you to the form, and you can vote and let us know what your picks are. Are. And just just to make it a little bit more fun, rather than like the Academy Awards where you might get five things in a lot of the categories and that's it, we have a lot more nominations in that in some of the bigger categories. And so you can rank your first choice, your second, and your third, and they will be weighted accordingly. And then we will pull all the points together and see who the winners are. And then we will be going over those in episode 400 of Random Chatter. So once again, all you need to do is go to randomchatter.com slash discord, join the discord community and go to the announcements channel and there will be a link there and then just fill out the form. That's it. So that's going to do it for this week of random chatter. Stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to review our picks from this past week. And then we will see you back next weekend for episode 400. Take care.